Go Chiefs, right? We'll get the obvious out of the way to begin with. I was stunned last night at the four o'clock mass with the number of people from the 7.30 mass in attendance. I asked them during the homily, do you tailgate that early? I mean, what's, what's it? I mean, it's kind of crazy. So it can be done in more than one way. The Super Bowl teams go about it in part through their uniforms. They aren't just practical, holding pads in place, but they indicate that players are involved in something out of the ordinary. Of course, the spatial placement on the field testifies to this too, though beyond doubt, it's still a human activity. No matter how good Mahomes plays, it's still a human activity but it's set apart from little old you and me. Yet, you and I are mysteriously, spiritually involved in some real way, are we not? If we win or if we lose. Now, we here do something similar with vestments, but instead of highlighting the individuality of the priest or server with a unique name and number on our backs, don't get any ideas. <laughs> instead of highlighting our individuality, we obscure it. We obscure our individuality because what we're about here is not firstly about any of us. The intention here is to break open the confines and limitations of our little self, to transcend ourself through an association with the transcendent God. I mean, good games can mimic this by engaging us in such a way that we forget about ourselves and lose track of time. But at the most, they place us in touch with humans playing a sport at a very high level. The involvement with the extraordinary here is also communicated in the mysterious languages we use of Greek and Latin, and by going beyond mere speech, as when the priest chants a prayer. When else do you hear that? Ever. Never. The priest invites us to pray individually, silently formulating our hopes and fears and needs and then the priest draws us beyond our own limited world into the much more expansive world of a community spread out over space and time. The prayers kind of force us to be concerned with people beyond our own me. There are greater needs. I'm part of something larger than just me. And whereas Protestantism was born into a time in which emphasis was laid on the emotions, Christianity, Martin Luther said, is nothing but a continual exercise in feeling, which is often reflected in types of music that first appeals to the emotions, like a driving beat of a song, like with praise and worship or something. Whereas Protestantism was born into that time, Catholicism was born into the ancient world of Jesus, when music and singing were at the service of placing the person in touch with the transcendent God by allowing us to linger on his chanted word, taking us beyond ourselves first, which can then inform our emotions. The truth first shapes how we feel 
which is going to be the case in the game today. The truth, win or lose, is going to shape how we feel. Attire and music, as well as the use of space, can transport us beyond our particular place. Such is what Jesus is doing in his Sermon on the Mount. I mean, on the eve of entering the Promised Land, Moses had said that God would raise up a prophet like him that people will heed. I mean, that means that the land would not ultimately bring salvation for the Israelites. If he's saying something else will be needed, then what you're about to do is insufficient. What you're about to possess is not enough. He's saying, you, we, will need a new Moses, a new exodus, a new law, a new covenant, all of which must be superior to the first, which could only go so far. We needed a prophet who is not restricted to only seeing the backside of God as he went by, as Moses was. We needed a prophet greater than him, one who saw God face to face and who would complete the revelation of who God is and his concern for mankind that was manifested in the burning bush on the mountain of Sinai. And so Jesus ascended the mountain for the Beatitudes and what was said today. He ascends the mountain and communicates this new law in the Beatitudes and in their application in today's gospel, speaking not as some sort of learned commentator, but as the giver of the original commandments, as God himself. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery, but I, I am on the same level of God. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If Christ's words are the new law, the fulfillment of the law physically written on stone and tablets and then on paper, then this new law must be written in a superior way too. Not as something only coming to us from the outside, but greater would be something coming from the inside too. And this is precisely that for which we prayed, all of us, at the beginning of Mass. O God, teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true. Grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling pleasing to you. As the stone tablets were placed in the Ark of the Covenant, may our encounter here with the transcendent God instill anew his spirit within you.